Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Joining me is my co-host, Hannah Garcia. Welcome. Well, I always say, we always say welcome to the show. We're always, this is always us. Yeah. Uh, glad, <laughs> to see, glad to see you today in person. You know, we do these sometimes live uh, in person. So uh, how's the day going so far? Pretty good. Um, early morning. But uh, last night I um, was at a Austin Young Chamber event there, Let's Talk, which is like a facilitated networking. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. Got to see and meet a lot of great people. Very familiar with the Austin Young Chamber of Commerce, AYC. I was actually on the board uh, a long, long time ago. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, but continuing on with the week, we are clo- we're closing out the week of 10 of October, geez, October 9th. And, uh, you know, kind of big news at the beginning of the week, we had the city the council committee that was in charge of selecting and or vetting and selecting a search firm that would do the city manager search. A lot, I would say right there, but they... But point being that committee picked or has recommended a a search firm that will be up before the full council next week on the 19th. And so big news, as we've uh, discussed in prior shows, we handed your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, it's a they're already a little bit behind schedule, the one they posted. So I don't think we'll have a city manager uh, or new city, real city, not real city manager, but new like official it's city, city manager. manager. Yes, there we go. That's the word. Um, by the September 2024 date, they originally, I think that might be within a few months of that, but um, just with the fact that we've already, um, I believe, maybe a week or two behind from the schedule posted, I do think that's going to drag on just a month or two longer than originally planned, but, um, you know, they're they're doing what they said they're doing, they're, they're getting every, all their ducks in order to pick a new city manager mm-hmm. um, for that permanent position, so um, just um, think it's, it's also a good thing compared to last time when they didn't necessarily choose a... Um, search firm who had done public sector searches versus than that it was it was might as well been a lifetime ago yeah yeah and so that was back in what like 2017 wow yeah (laughs) so around around that time when they were choosing when the city of austin was choosing a new um, city manager after um the ought left so oh, that's correct. Those are first year in business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so that was the they chose a search firm that had never really had any experience in the public sector, um, and so, and then there was a lot of issues related to that. Um, the statesmen sued to um, see all of the candidates that had been chosen because they had tried to keep some privacy around that. Um, and it was just kind of a big public debacle, I think, from a lot of um, people's perspectives. So I'm glad to see that they chose some. Um, a search firm that has a lot of experience in the public sector and even has public partners in their mm-hmm. name. And that firm is Mosaic Public Partners. We'll have a link to uh, a link to their firm site in the show notes. And and yeah, I think you know that la- our last city manager search took about thirteen months, right? So with this one, I think okay, we were you know we're I think that the schedule they put out was approximate, right? Um, but with the firm now in in place. If it's anything, if council is running anything like it, if this is running anything like council has been running their meetings, I, I expect it to be a fairly fairly orderly process. I think the biggest point on this for the public and for council consideration, and I'm, I'm sure they're thinking about this, is around community engagement. And your thoughts on that? I think that on October 19th at that meeting, we're going to hear a lot about community engagement and what they expect from uh, Mosaic Public Partners in respect to that community engagement. I think we've seen... Um, the community come out, you know, whether it's for the Zilker Vision Plan or, um, you know, rezoning cases, even child care. They've come out and, and spoken and said their piece. And so one of the things I think this city really, really values is community engagement. Um, and so I definitely think the city council hears that and feels that. And so we'll definitely see 
either um, city council asking for it very publicly or this search firm saying that they're going to do it very publicly. Mm -hmm. And again, for the folks who aren't aware of how the city of Austin government works and why this is important to everyone, both, uh, you know, the average public citizen as well as business, the business community here, every community in Austin is because the city manager is, is the CEO of the city. They are the highest ranking public or, or elect public or elect hired official staff or city staff official. Um, the only person, only people that can fire or hire that person is the council. It's within that city manager's power to hire and fire police chiefs and any every other person under that role. And so strong executive, our council is a council manager sit uh, for government. I think people didn't really, I mean, I don't think people understood the power the city manager had up until we, until during the COVID, during the COVID, during the pandemic, as well as tied in the dual impact of the pandemic and the response to that from the city, um, which was under the city manager's control, uh, with council guidance and input, but it's really under the city manager to do public health and so on, as well as, you know, we had the, you know, these calls for then police chief Manley to be fired by members of council. And then city manager Crunk, um, it was with his purview not to fire him for his reasons as he saw fit. But I think that really exposed just the power of that role. And so tying into community, enga community engagement for Mosaic Public Partners, I think would be a big call for that. We've seen that too, even on the, you know, there's still, there's an Austin ISD superintendent search going on. I know a big part of that, the public, uh, the public has called for a lot, you know, significant engagement around that selection too. Yeah. And, and um, just, you know, um, kind of seeing what I've heard at commissions and, um, other public avenues for people to speak. One of the things they've said is they don't just want a survey. Um, you know, they want real substantial community engagement. And with a city that's growing as large as ours is and does cover a lot of actual area, um, that's a pretty difficult thing to do. So I think, um, you know, this, this is a big challenge, but, you know, um, city council and hopefully this new search firm is very creative mm -hmm. about that. And, they, and they're able to get that done um, within this, these constraints that we have. Well, we'll definitely be watching. And I think, you know, once once that, that slate of finalists is announced, you know, the big thing is, and again, this is for those, is free advice from, uh, I guess we're, we're insiders, right? Yeah. Free advice from us is whoever it's selected, it's looking at where those cities are coming from, um, what how what forms of government it was. Some, you know, most cities, depending on the city, they may be like Austin, they may come from strong merit forms of government, but also the kind of issues that person, he or them or they dealt with because those are will definitely give you a good uh, view um, of, of how they might approach city of Austin. I mean, similar to kind of a Supreme Court justice picks. Yeah. Definitely. Right. So interesting times with that person. We'll, we'll have a new city manager in place by January 1st, 2025. I know. Yeah, I and I think the plan is for interim city manager Garza to, he will be, we'll, we have him through at least this next FY24 budget cycle. So a lot of, and we'll get to that in our next topic without around the city or our deep dive rather, um, still a significant sway. And as we've talked about the last several months, right? A lot of change, um, staff changes and, and, and reorganizations have happened under inter interim team manager guards's uh, watch. Yeah, and I I would attribute that to him and the mayor being very aligned. I think, you know, they, um, they want to work together because they want to get things done. And I think we've seen that with council as well. This is the um, era, what do we call this? The era of- uh, um, Back to the basics and uh, not getting things done. We've mentioned before, but yeah. it'll, it'll come to us. But it's the bias towards bias towards action era, yes. And so, you know, they've they've really walked the walk and talked the talk. You know, 
Um, and so. And own their, own their, their decisions too. Which, which I really respect. You know, that's, I think it's great what they're, um, that, you know, they make these decisions and they stand by and, you know, they, they don't try to hide behind anything, which um, is quite refreshing, I think, mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. But um, yeah, no, I definitely think because of that kind of, um, I guess, unilateral almost, um, they're kind of on the same page and the city council kind of follows um, in most cases that they're, they're able to get a lot more done. Um, you know, we've seen the city manager have support in a way that I don't think he's necessarily had in the past. You know, the, there typically was a, you know, with um, former city manager Spencer Cronk, typically there was a city council member saying, like, look at what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, look at this thing that you did wrong that we don't like. And so, um, you know, it was the first with um, city manager, former city manager Cronk, um, you know, that was the first time we had a council member on the dais call for him to resign, mm-hmm. or for them to resign, which was kind of huge. And so, um, at least in my career, this is the first time I'm really seeing like um, support for a city manager and them really, you know, standing by their decisions and not hiding anything. Um, and I think that's led to a lot more getting done in the city. Um, you know, we've seen um, whether it be childcare or land use reform, we're seeing things get done. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really appreciative that, you know, we're trying to piecemeal a land development code, which is a huge, huge task to ask. Um, well, we're also trying to fix development services. You know, a lot of campaign promises being being seen seen through. And so, you get a McKinsey report, and yeah. and, the, and then I mean, the substantive, the substantive work, or the it's it was all substantive, but the the follow through now and the execution of that report is being conducted. Yeah, and, and they uh, they budgeted for McKinsey to you know really implement those changes in this new um, fiscal year's budget, and so I think we'll we'll see a lot of good changes happen very very soon mm-hmm. um and so you know i think that's it's great that they're they're all on the same page you know the, the entire diocese and manager that they want to get things done and make things better within the constraints that they have right now and so um and turning towards that so again come back to city see your interim city manager garza and just uh you know be aligned with the council right and so we had recently or also or is a carryover from last week but we had uh last the prior week, interim city manager Garza had announced the appointment. Actually, it was two. It was a Friday. It was a Friday before last, right? It was like the memo was a Friday. We got reported that following that Monday um, about the hiring or the permanent hiring of a new um, lead for the office of police oversight. And this is the office that is a civilian position that uh, provides investigators access to all police records and interviews of witnesses for gathering evidence of police misconduct. So this was big because why? The hiring like what, what, what? oh yeah yes. so in previous <laughs> years um our former city manager spencer Cronk promised that this would be found with a national search mm-hmm. um and then when interim city manager jesus garza took office he also reiterated that they would do a national search to find this person um but with uh i believe prop a that passed this previous in may in prop a was the it passed overwhelming or resoundingly rather but 80 percent. yeah this was we're jumping ahead a little bit prop a for context um was a proposition that created or designed was designed to return i'm quoting this were designed to return powers to the civilian police oversight office and allow investigators to access all police records interview witnesses well, gathering evidence of police misconduct. And so this was important because the office prior to Prop A passing its passage had really been gutted. Right. It was I mean it lacked teeth. And so this was Prop A was heavily supported by criminal justice, the criminal justice nonprofit equity action. Um so with this passing, I think, you know, it's just it was a confluence of things. But again, you know, the C manager had st- a statement earlier this week 
Um, you know, he has his views on on the hiring, but he's taken by it. Council, definitely, there are members of council who are very you know, frustrated by that. And they vocalize that, and um, you know, I think it's it'll be interesting to see. I think up until now, you hadn't seen a lot of vocal frustration on the city manager's hiring or belts, yeah. right? Decisions. This one really showed, I think, because of this particular role, and then you know, because of the perception that there were some that viewed this as a ironclad promise or whatever it may be. We'll see this plays out. I'm sure next Thursday, um, a brand at work session. But there already have been public comments made um, in several articles about it from council. Um, and you know, this by the record aren't happy. Yeah, and then his uh, interim city manager Garza's kind of response as to why he made this decision was so that the city could comply with Prop A. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of of um, issues around police oversight and concern about whether um, the police are being overseen correctly and um, efficiently and ethically. And so this was a big, I think, issue around that a lot of council members as well as constituents were were very concerned about. And so I think that's why we're seeing a lot of people um, kind of be angry about it. You know, mm -hmm. they, they did view that as a promise. Um, and so I understand why, like, politically and, I guess, policy-wise, they had to do that because, you know, it's to be in compliance with the proposition that was passed, but it's also going back on a promise that was made. So it's it's very complicated and I would not want to be in interim city guard interim city manager guards' position right now. Um, that being said, he's not. Yeah, I think that you know the new always the nuance with an interim person. Like you just this is objectively right. He came out of retirement for this job, <laughs> so it's not. It's it's he is. I, I think he is. Zaro pointed before right. He came in and he it is the bias towards action era, mm -hmm. and you've seen sweeping change. And he's you know it's very strong leadership. Yeah. Right. And I think with that comes reviews on that. And so, you know, again, this is all we're just, we're just more reiterating things that have been said in the media or anything else, but more to come on that next week. But it, but it does tie into, I think, the overall discussion around a permanent city manager who, you know, presumably will this this isn't their last job. Yeah. Right? And they have a, there's a career. Um, and one of the things I think also is that a new city manager, when they do come in and permanently take that role is. They can open that um, that job position back up if they wanted to, and, and potentially do a, a national search that includes the person that's currently in that office. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I think that um, the city. You know, we have a lot of interim directors. Yeah, you did work. You did a chart, a red line last month on that. But like, I mean, so let's get beyond this role, right? I think when once that new permanent, I mean, permanent hire team manager is in place, we have a police chief search we need to do we have several assistancy managers who are now who are who are interim you right an hr director mm -hmm. so uh airport director austin energy director um so there's a lot of work there's a lot yeah. of work to be done and i think it's it's a mix of we want to i think this will be the process will be expedited but it'll be if it's run like how council meetings have been run this year it'll be thoughtful but you know in austin the city loves community engagement and that'll happen, but there we we need permanent leadership in place. Yeah, yeah. And we need permanent leadership at the very top. We need permanent leadership, or at least, yeah, you know, for the presume presume permanent leadership at the uh at the uh at the ACM level and manager level or the management level and so on. So more to come on that. And then um also uh what happened this week at the Capitol. 
special session kicked off. Special session on school vouchers. Yes. I've seen some of the we've seen some of the uh the digital billboard bands rolling oh, around. Okay, outside. so it's technically not school vouchers. The I was watching um and reading about this. It's education savings accounts. I see. Which are slightly different from vouchers. And so um, that that actually passed the Senate Education Committee, I believe, either last night or two nights ago. But mm-hmm. that's, that's passed one committee, so it's, it's got another chamber to go through. Um, but yeah, I think um, they only have, what, like another 28 days left um, to get this done. And they've got two other items on that, that agenda, which include, I believe, border security. Um, and I should do, oh, we should, we don't follow up the capital that much, but like it's border security, school vouchers. And we'll have it on our next show, yes. I'm sure. But you know, tied to that too, right? This is under the this is this is all happening, right, under the umbrella of you know, I think people would perceive as an intra-party uh you know, dust up, right, in the GOP, mm-hmm. right? In that at the very top. I mean, and the very top with the speaker and lieutenant governor, and then I'm sorry, the speaker and lieutenant governor as well as a governor. But then also we're taught this is tied in. This comes on this special session comes on the heels, you know, a week or two after the Senate finding uh, resoundingly finding uh, or absolving AG or Attorney General Paxton of uh, the charges against him that came out of the House impeachment hearing. Yeah. So, and there are you know it's primary season is on the horizon is nigh maybe is the word I don't know if you fancy but like it's coming, it's coming in. Pa- AG Paxton is already. Yeah, he'll he's going he's gotten for people who and he said as much. I mean, he's, he's going he's going after people. He said there will be consequences. There will be consequences. He's going after people who 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 voted for her, perceived otherwise, voted for him to be impeached, including the including the, the uh, speaker. And then there's also just there's between the speaker and the governor. Um, also news this week we, about the the pack that oh, about this. Yeah. So um, this was very interesting where we had. Um, I believe his name is Nick Fuentes. Nick from, Fuentes. From the, uh, from the PAC. And he donated. Known white supremacist. Yes. And I believe he's also a, a Holocaust denier and mm-hmm. uh, Nazi sympathizer, among other horrible mm-hmm. things. Fanboy, I think. Yeah. And so uh, he met with um, several other legislators and mm-hmm. then as well as Kyle. Sure, former former House member John Sticklin. Jonathan Sticklin. I believe Kyle Rittenhouse was there um, and uh, several uh, current legislators apparently accepted money from Nick Quintess's PAC, uh, resulting in a lot of um, you know public outcries related to this just because he is a known Holocaust denier, mm-hmm. Nazi sympathizer. Allegedly state GOP chair Rinaldi was there as yeah. well. Yeah, and so it was a lot of people that I think shouldn't have necessarily been in that room that weren't in that room. Kinda. Yeah, and so they've and they've come out and said this like, I'm sorry, and they've well, two members have already, when that this broke, the speaker, the, the Texas Tribune broke the story. We'll have a look at that in our show notes. But the speaker, speaker feeling are pretty on the contemporaneously called for those members who had taken, received money from that geo, from the PAC to return. And I think as of today, I read the two, I, I don't know who the members are, but two had returned the money. I saw but they're also, yeah. yes. Uh, Representative Jared Patterson, I saw his tweet saying that he's returned the money. Um, but no, I think this is once again showing that, uh, you know, the, the I think we've seen uh, a little bit of infighting on both sides of the aisle, but very publicly and recently it's happening on the Republicans side of the aisle. And so we're seeing a lot of um, infighting and I, I'm very curious to see 
how this will pan out in the primaries. Um, you know, whether there will be fractions in the party um, and stuff like that, and whether well, fractions already up. there. It's more, yes. I think it's more how deep can it go, especially where, especially we're in a presidential cycle. Yeah. Like, will it split the vote? Um, you know, I, I think that's something I'm very concerned about. However, um, you know, that I think that's what we expected in 2016 mm -hmm. and it didn't happen. And so um, very curious to see how this will pan out. You know, we're, we're literally watching history. Mm -hmm. um, you know. <laughs> So, a lot of, you know, if you just if you follow Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, but just a lot of rhino has been thrown, thrown mm -hmm. around a lot. That was Republican around name only. Or sorry, Republican in name only. I saw that a lot during the Paxton trial. Mm -hmm. um, and even with this, I saw that just with folks, that some of the folks who were, and there's more comments from the public, quote unquote, on X, right? But just there was questioning, well, hey, why, you know, about the accusations from folks, but why they should return money. Yeah. So it's a lot of, it's gonna yes, history is being made in um at all levels, the capitals, state capitals, or U.S. capitals as well, and so it's gonna be an interesting primary season. It's, it's an interesting season right now, yeah. and I think it'll only get more interesting now. It's similar to our I tell told Hannah when she started with us. I can't tell you what kind of interesting it's gonna be, but it will be interesting. Sometimes yeah. it's the sunshine rainbows, and sometimes it's this what we have today. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to say the least. Yes, um, always interesting. And then, oh, on more lighter news, we have ACL weekend, too. Yes. Um, the 1975 will be here this weekend. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I would say I'm familiar, but uh, I actually I think I do know them. Yeah. No, they came up my Spotify. Maddie right Healy, if you are listening to this, um, I'm free this weekend. <laughs> and then the following weekend, this is more for those who are, I mean, really this weekend, too, for travelers coming in or out of Austin, where, you know, the airport's jam-packed uh, more than usual. But on the heels of this, we have on the 20th, and the 22nd, F1's back for the 2023 United States Grand Prix. And that will definitely be a massive crowd getting in and out of the airport. So yeah. if, we all, if, all, if I was y'all, make sure TSA pre-check. And I would also definitely get there, either Uber or get there, that use that three-hour early morning they give you to get there. Yeah, no, there's not much public transit. I don't think there's any public transit out there. So oh no, you better Uber or Lyft. Yes, yeah, so you gotta Uber or drive yourself out there. Mm -hmm. um, With that, and council's in next week on the 19th. They have work session on the 17th, and we'll be watching that. And as always, look for the week ahead, week ahead from us on our socials uh, on Monday morning. Um, Hannah, anything else though before we close the show out? Just a busy week to live in Austin, or busy month to live in Austin. Oh yes. It feels like events every other week. So everybody stay safe out there. Enjoy the cooler weather or slightly cooler weather. Remember to hydrate. Yes, yes.